Hey everyone, this is Lauren Mabick from Red Handed Denial and Crazy 88, and you're listening to When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the Win Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Everybody, well, welcome to the When the Words Fail Music Podcast. I'm your host, the professional handicapped. And I know my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets, but who cares? I don't care. <laughs> and on the other side of the end, you hear my co host, which has not been here since two weeks ago. And last Beautiful. week, yeah, I know. He I is know. the loudest guy in the room only when he plays the drums and when he's fixing his walls at his house. Podcast internet sensation and quite possibly the sexiest voice over the internet, my friend and yours, Brosley. What's going on, man? And he's the worst podcast co-host. You can just ask two podcasters, uh, James Cox and Brian Rapier, and they will tell you that Blake sucks as a no. podcast host. No, my name is Brosley. You're fine with me, but I don't know about your <laughs> other host, you know. So, I mean, your host, the other one doesn't call you Brosley, but I do, so, so that's right. mine. So, but you're, he calls me all kind of things. But no, man, out. I understand you had to fix your house. So if the wife is not happy, no one, no one is, right? Happy wife, happy life. That's right. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, yes, sorry to everyone that I haven't been on an episode uh, since Lauren Babbitt, right? That was the last episode yes, I think I was Yes, that on. was, because um, um, we interviewed Tyler Dang, and <laughs> today... I mean, last week we released the the interview of Buddy Jewel, mm-hmm. so that was a great episode. So yeah, so yeah. yeah. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's what sucks. You know, we we set out to. You know, I've kind of been keeping you guys updated with our house progress. Uh, well, we decided to paint the bathroom, um, and we've got some people that are coming to paint the tile in the bathroom. In the middle of September, we're like, well, let's go ahead and knock out the paint and just have that done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we're like, half the walls are tile anyway. You know, it's it's really just painting. We don't have to do baseboards. We'll just do the half the wall up, up the way, up halfway. And then, uh, you know, it, it won't take that long. Thought it was going to take a weekend. Right. Uh, it took, took about a week and a half. Two, yeah. Took almost two yeah. weeks, right? Almost two weeks, man. It just so... Mm so many frustrating things it's it's an older house so you know you don't know what you're working with until you start getting really getting in there right but and uh, we had to replace some drywall and it's just oh, but, it's a but but my question is did you know that all of that stuff needed to be fixed before you bought it nope no nope i think had I no idea had no idea oh my Not, god well, man we so it, yeah so that's the frustrating part yeah um, man. and you know we're we're planning on replacing the floor oh, yeah. uh over labor day weekend <clears throat> And, um, you know, that I've got a three day weekend for that, that, you know, to give me a little bit of time to focus on it. Right. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going in with the mindset of, 
hey, we're going to tear this floor up and probably going to find damage to the subfloor underneath. Mm. Let's and be just that way. I'm ready, and that way, if we do pop it up and everything's mm. good, right? Hey, it'll take as long as we thought. It's like trying to have a different mindset. Have you ever heard or seen the, mo- the movie The Money Pit? No, but it sounds like that is biography. that is exactly what you're going through right now. So yeah, <laughs> it, it has Tom Hanks, and it's a great movie. You need to watch it. You know, I mean, it might. Is it about a house? Yes, yes. Okay. I mean, it's yep, a money I'm pit. Really... You know, yeah. I mean, they threw so much money in, and then it's not worth it at the end. So yeah. hopefully that's. Yeah. It sounds like you got a really bad realtor. To, you know, I mean, because she would have. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What, she what did. The, she did great. Yeah, what, I'll I'll give it to her. She. Now it, it hasn't been as much of a money pit as you know some places I would I would think yeah but it is an older house you know you, you and we had it inspected and you know they found some things and we were able to get those things taken care of before we moved oh, nice. in nice but uh, you know there's some yeah. things you just don't know what you got until you really get yeah. in there but Cause it's all I'm, good because the moment you you said yeah man I'm working on the bath I'm I'm like I I really wanted to tell you to go hire some money you know maybe it'll yeah. you know but I don't know how much money that would take too. So exactly. it's like, oh, that man, stuff gets dude. expensive. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I've got plenty of people that help me out. Oh, no, okay. One of those people. You nice. know, he's he's very familiar with all that stuff. He helped me with the bathroom tremendously. Oh, nice. But, so, uh, so the bathroom's so the bathroom's looking on point. It's it's done. Okay, Thank nice. Not, yeah, yeah it's done. I think that was your biggest your biggest worry, right? Is the bathroom? Yeah. 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 I didn't know uh, I didn't know how long it was going to take, but yeah. you know, yeah, we got it done. Bathroom looks yeah. great now. Yeah, um, it'll look greater in a few weeks when we get the floors done and get the tile painted. Yeah, because the last but, time, the last picture sent me at the bathroom looked pretty, um, sort of, uh, like a like a horse had been 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 through it or something. <laughs> so. Like, dude, sanding all the sanding we had to do the whole house just had so much dust all over it. Oh um, no! You know, just it, just uh, so many things kept happening. But we, yeah. you know, we finally made it through. We got it figured out, and um. You know, smooth sailing from here. Good, good. But, well, uh, well, we're glad you're back. Well, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm glad to. Um, I'm glad to be back. I've got yeah. my coffee ready. Me um, too, man. I went to the gas station, and yeah. you know, like this is a, this is a great time of year because I realized while I was at the gas station they have the Reese's pumpkins. Out. Oh yeah. Um. So you know, fall's coming up. Halloween's coming up. We were I talking love the other fall, day about, man. I love fall. You know, trying to get some ideas for yeah. Halloween episodes to yes, do. Yes. Yes. Um, that'll be so much fun. Especially Christmas. Um, Christmas is coming up fast too. Christmas. Yeah. And so. since this is music, this is a music podcast. I want to do a plug for something that uh, maybe not a lot of people know about. But dude, I would encourage you to go check it out if you love Halloween music. I love it. Um, yeah. There is a there's a website called HalloweenRadio.net. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an app that was available last year. Um, I think currently the app is unavailable in the U.S. for whatever reason. I tried to download it again from the the app store, and it wouldn't let me. Right. Um, but what I did, and I didn't even know you could do this. If you open up – my wife showed me this last week. This is really cool. So if you, like, open up something in the Safari browser on your phone. Right. Uh, for those of you who have an iPhone, you can, uh, you can actually save a web page – on Safari as an app on your phone. So what I did yes. was I went to HalloweenRadio.net 
and on Safari, and I saved it as an app. So now I, you know, get in my car, I pull up the Halloween Radio website, and you can just play it off your phone. Boom! And you got it. So many like great Halloween songs that just plays all day long. They have a countdown. Oh my um, god! Or yeah. you know how long till Halloween? They have different types of stations you can listen to. Like you, there's a kids station. There's just like a musical ambience type of like background Halloween noise section. Um, one that's specifically dedicated mm. to Halloween movies. Mm. Uh, oh my god! The soundtrack, so yeah. it's it's great. Huge plug for those guys. Yeah, they're, I'm, they're really to, cool. I'm I'm really gonna have to check that out now. That's not tremendously my type of you know go to radio, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, so with me, we're thinking about um our our next episode, which is this one. Um, yeah. I asked you. What should be our next subject? And you came up with a great, great, great idea. You want to tell the fans about it? Yeah, so we're tossing ideas around, and this was around the time that Machine Gun Kelly released his newest song with Travis Barker. For those of you who are familiar with Machine Gun Kelly, you know he's always been a hip-hop artist. Well, he announced like a year ago he was going to do a pop-punk album with Travis Barker playing drums and producing it. Right. Okay. Um, and so, you know, there was some, um, there was some talks about like, it's, it's going to sound like a blink album. And I was like, that's cool. But I don't know that much about machine gun Kelly. Right. It sounds absolutely nothing like anything you would expect machine gun Kelly. to sound. <laughs> so like, no, but I did. Okay. You know, so, so I did listen to this song. I think it's called, um, it's oh my god I forgot it concert it's, concert for aliens. concert for aliens yes I'm, I yeah. should have known that because I just watched it like five minutes ago um, it's, it's, it sounds it's a great song too. just like a Blink One Eighty Two song right yeah it's great it, it's awesome it's, it's a great song it's tremendously and well, I, well put together I've had it on repeat yeah, yeah. and and uh, but it's you know it's so it's so crazy because here's where my mind goes whenever we're talking about our subject today with artists changing their sound right if you go to a concert and you're expecting to hear such and such song but they don't play that music anymore then it's kind of like what's the point of being called this band if you're not going to play any of your earlier stuff because what you play now sounds nothing like your old stuff you've made the complete transition from one genre to another right and you know how how does that play out with fans? So that was that was kind of the idea for this episode, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, I think. It is. But um, so yeah, well, you want to get started? Sure. Um. All right. Yeah. So uh, why don't I just take this for uh take this first little blurb? Uh, whether yeah. whether for good or bad, many bands change their sound and and music styles during their careers. In some cases. The switch in genre allows bands to diversify for the changing music industry. In other cases, a change in a genre helps a, a band discover their iconic sound, mu- the music that they will be remembered for. So, yeah, I, 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 I do think that's, that's needed in some cases, you know, but not every case. Yeah, So not every case. And, um, you know, for example... Uh, Radiohead kind of started out as a grunge band, but um, there, you know, the album. If you ask anybody, what is, what's your 
favorite Radiohead album. They're yeah. going to tell you, okay, computer. Okay, yeah. Which, <laughs> which was very, very experimental. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. it wasn't anything like their early stuff. Right. Um, I don't know why they changed it up because I love their grunge. You know, um, their Creek Boys yeah. have a fantastic God. song. Absolutely. Um, yes. I don't, I, I hear that he still hates that song to, to this day because, uh, oh. Yeah, they despises it. Yeah, he gets uh their their opening band, opening act to play the song so he won't have to. Which exactly. is a great, great idea. You know, I mean it, it is. It, it, so yeah. I mean if you hit the song we'll let your other other opening act do it for you. <laughs> yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um the Bee Gees also, uh they were initially compared to the Beatles when they first came out. Now, um, but they embraced that disco scene of the time, <clears> you know. At, once they moved over to the states, they saw that how big disco was, yeah. and said, "This is what we need to do." I, per- um, I, I, I personally didn't have any idea that we're initially compared to the Beatles. So, I yeah, that's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think that's where, I, I think that's their first, their very first few albums because they don't hardly play those anymore. At least I don't think so. No, no, they're everything that you'll hear from the BGs played live will be anything but their early stuff. Right. You know, it, the stuff they're really known for, um, which, you know, with our, our main points today, we'll talk about like, you know, some of those bands who refuse to play some of their old hits. Right. Um, that, that, that put them on the map. And I find that so disrespectful in a way. Right. Um, but, uh, but another one, you know, is Maroon five. You know, they, they when they first came onto the scene, they were a pop rock band, you know, and they had some good songs that uh, I don't think it was their first album, but, uh, you know, the one with um, Songs About Jane, I think that was the name, name of the album. Okay. Um, there's great songs on there, um, but they started shifting into this pop band, and then, like, it's almost all electronic, and it doesn't sound like there's any type of band backing him up and it just it's it's more like the adam levine experience (laughs) because it's all about him like i mean honestly can anybody name another member of maroon 5 other than adam levine you know you asked me this at the very early early morning but i if 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 it's come to like like three o'clock i still can't do it i don't know any (laughs) any of them yeah, you, nobody can name them. They just don't. They just don't know. It's it's all Adam Levine. Yeah. So plus, um, plus I I'm sure you heard this song. Uh, Moves like a Jagger seems to be yeah. more like a dance dance um, revolution song. You know, something that you could exactly. easily dance to. And that's just not. And how... he did it with Christina Aguilera. Yeah. That's so yeah. that should tell you. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. So that that doesn't seem like a punk like a pop rock band to me that's more like uh-huh. a dance dance revolution kind of day you know deal sure so, absolutely yeah. well today we are talking about artists that drastically change their musical styles you know these radiohead bgs the maroon five guys like it, it's like there's still elements i guess from some of their early stuff that's incorporated into their music not as much but today we're going to be talking about people who just they they sound absolutely nothing like their first couple albums, right? Right. Um, first off, let's uh, let's talk about Taylor Swift. An oh. obvious change, you know, Taylor uh, Swift. coming out with a country album for the first few albums she came out, known as a country artist, mm-hmm. um, very popular in the country scene, mm-hmm. very popular, sweet, yeah. like yeah. timid, 
you know, country singer. She was like a teenager, I think, whenever she first started coming out. And uh, now she's become this, you know, uh, this huge pop star and, you know, more power to her. She's, she's had such huge success, but it is, there is no type of acknowledgement to the early stuff anymore. Um, it's gone. Right. It, it, you have a song that starts, she's, she, so she, you know, she first kind of exploded with our song. Right. And, uh, you know, that was a, that was your typical pop country song. She fit very well in that category. And then when Shake It Off came out, I was like, yeah. what is this crap? You know? Yeah, there is a really, uh, uh, you can tell the difference between Picture to Burn from her, yeah. I think it's Taylor Swift CD. Yeah. Um, and, um, and like 1918, 89, which is like my favorite yeah. song ever because it's, it brings me back to the totally 80s, you know? Yeah. So you can really tell the difference. Yeah, big time. Um, her first three albums was definitely in the country category. Uh, Taylor Swift, her self-titled album coming out in 2006, the debut. Um, Fearless uh, in 2008 and Speak Now in 2010. Mm -hmm. And I've got no shame in saying that there's a lot of good songs on those three albums. Um, but like a lot. And I, I'm not into pop country at all, but they're good, catchy songs. And right. I can understand right. why she thrived in that category and that genre. But when Red came out in 2012, that was the start of her evolution into pop music. There were still a, a few songs that kind of had the country background and you can kind of tell even with the pop country stuff that was big at that time you can still kind of put it in that category like I, i'm sure she was still getting invites to the cmas oh yeah yeah you know, yeah. You know it, like she wasn't out of it completely yet right but you can tell things are starting to change um but when 1989 came out in 2014 that mm. was that was okay. it right <laughs> you can kiss you can you can kiss the country days goodbye they're right going. yeah um, and then Reputation, which came out in 2017, Lover in 2019, and then finally her most recent uh, release, Folklore, in 2020, which I haven't heard a lot of bad things about. But but, yeah, but, but, but are you saying you haven't heard a lot of good things about it either? Uh, I, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah. not for me. Yeah. I don't like to knock people's music interests and tastes, but... Right. Uh, not for me. I did listen to a little bit of it in preparation for this episode. Right. And I still can't get cannot, into it. Yeah. I can't get into it. And I'm like, this is just nothing like what you originally sounded like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, despite her success, Taylor Swift quickly diverted from her country platform um, and decided to create Main Street, uh, Main Street pop music for a larger audience. Her first pop album, 1989 was full of distinctive of new distinctive sounds they had layered vocals and electronically based melodies um so i found this website that kind of broke down her evolution into this new sound that she's come up on mm -hmm. um and they said that there's three reasons why uh w three reasons why taylor swift switched genres number one um she followed the changing trends within pop culture very obvious you know that that she definitely sound like a lot of things that were popular at the time when 1989 
got big. Right. Um, a lot of influence there, and you kind of saw it in Red. But uh, she also, number two, she wanted to also challenge herself as an artist, and I can respect that. I can absolutely uh, 100% respect the fact that you don't want to get stagnant, you know, right. and tired right. of the of playing the same songs over and over again or writing the same song over and over again. I know you can't do that either. <laughs> but yeah. you've got to figure you've got to figure out how to honor the past and embrace the future at the same time. Absolutely. Uh for uh, I think is the best way to to put that. Um but she's it, also number three. She wanted to evolve with her growing fan base, so she's noticing that she's getting a little bit of popularity uh, in pop culture, and more so. I think I think what did it for her and what started this whole transition. You remember at the the I think it was the VMAs years ago. Um, she won an award, and Kanye West hopped up on stage. Yes. Yes, and, about the uh, Beyonce had the best like video right. ever or something, or the best album. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I wonder if that's something that really stuck with her. Like, maybe. Oh, you know what this was a, Yeah, I mean, this was it, around the time that she was still a big country artist. Yeah, it's got to so, do something to your um, psyche too, you know, because it's like, yeah. oh well, yeah. So it's got to do something, you know. Maybe that brought brought it out within her to to, to um, explore other options, you know. Yeah. So I think that it probably embarrassed her. Oh yeah, that, yeah, totally. She looks totally. obviously embarrassed. Right. Oh well, um, she like she like more mad than, than embarrassed, you know, which yeah. which is rightfully <laughs> yeah, which is rightfully uh, so yeah, yeah sure. so yeah. Um. So along with many other. Uh, singer slash songwriter musicians Taylor Swift's musical journey and career is mapped out just like that a right. journey yeah um, her first album introduces a 15 year old with aspiring dreams and teenage crushes um, as hmm. Swift grows older her lyrics and melodies grow more mature as she targets um, an older fan base right she's growing up with her with her fans you know right. we're all uh, as you should you know yeah and I'm good with that too. You you connect. I mean, if she's 15 when she's putting out her first album, there's obviously other 15 year olds that are latching on to her as an inspiration. And she's growing up. She's learning how life works. She's loving. Mm -hmm. She's learning how loving people works, relationships, <clears throat> and uh, heartbreak. I mean, she's going yeah, through what everybody yeah. goes through. Right. And uh, so I understand that. Yeah, um, but by boldly allowing herself to evolve artistically, Taylor Swift acknowledges her musical complexity and the many dynamic elements within her creative process. She knows that it's totally different, um, and and you know she can sleep at night and she's good with that. Yeah, right. Um, so I don't know, just not for me. Right. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of <clears throat> excuse me taking knowing that people are going to come see you live that want to hear songs from your first album because that those are the songs that they connect with the most because that opened up the door to this uh to this artist in the first place you uh -huh. want to hear our song you want to hear Te teardrops on my guitar yeah because um, yeah. it burn takes you back to yeah. a picture to burn it takes you back to a time that maybe i mean maybe it wasn't a totally happy time yeah. but it was when you first got into them you know or she she might be doing what uh what um 
oh, what's his name? Um, Darius Rucker did the Hootie and the Blue. He was in Hootie yeah. and the Bluefish first, got out of that, right. did country music. Now he's back with them, making yeah. you know, some of the best music ever, you know? So, yeah, for and, sure. Yeah. So I had no idea that Taylor Swift was country until I talked with um, our, our last episode, me I'm t- talking with Buddy Jewel. Because he has yeah. a uh, song called Taylor Wind Pop. I'm like, when, when Pop, where did she wow. come from? And I'm like, I don't. Well, uh, when, when he was telling me about that, I had no idea that she was country. I always thought that she was pop. But then I, yeah. but then I re-listened to Taylor Swift's 2006 album. I'm like, yeah, I forgot she was country. Yeah, she was country. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Well, um. Moving on to our next subject, um, have you ever heard of T Mills? I have not. I, you know, I I've wasn't never, as I've... familiar with T Mills uh, whenever I first saw an article about him co- making a comeback in music. Hmm, okay. Um, he was an actor as well, Travis Mills, but um, okay. T Mills was his stage name for his uh, hip hop career. Okay. Um, he started out as a MySpace rapper. Do you remember those days? <laughs> yeah. yeah, from way back when. Oh, Tom. Tom was everybody's yeah. friend. You know? God. Tommy. You know, it was, uh, <laughs> we, like Hollywood Undead, like that was. Yeah, that was know, a MySpace. Yep. yep. You know, and there was, a, there was a growing scene within the screamo, emo, alternative rock, I guess is what you could categorize it as. For this time, you know, when MySpace was still big and relevant, um, they were embracing the hip-hop culture as well and trying to mix the two. And it didn't always work very well. Hollywood Undead, I like. You know, Hollywood Undead, Hollywood Undead yeah. was good. Yeah, they uh, fell but, off the edge on their last album, though. Right, yeah, for sure. But their first album but, you know, was Bangers. Oh, 100%. Still yeah. to this day. Still right, great. right. But, um, you know, bands like Broken Side and, uh, oh, I could, I could, I could go through a list of, of some of these guys that were just Breathe Carolina. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't, you know, what I wasn't huge into that. Um, but, you know, he, he came out as a big MySpace rapper. Um, he only released like one full length album, though, called Ready Aim Fire in 2010. And, you know, for sure hip-hop album but he had a lot of eps right um 2009 finders keepers came out i put a little barfing emoji beside that in our notes here <laughs> yeah i saw that i yeah. listened to it yeah it's just, and it is just gar- it is garbage horrible. Yeah. It is horrible. yeah uh thrillionaire in 2012 just give you an idea of <laughs> the kind of the kind of uh, the kind of music we're dealing with here. Um, <laughs> right leaving home in 2012 and then while you wait in 2016 um in recent years t mills made the conscious decision to take a step back from music though following the loss of his close friend little peep you remember little peep i've heard the name but i can't place yeah. that place the name to the to the face oh, I, I couldn't name you a single little no, peep song, no but i remember um there's this also big trend right now maybe we should cover this one day but like emo rappers um and i believe that little peep fell in that category emo rappers but, yeah I've never they heard were of that before emo hmm. rappers yeah it's interesting <laughs> um but yeah following the loss of his close friend little peep um and some other personal matters mills realized that he had so much to say 
Um, and then he made the decision to put his energy and emotions back into music. Um, he has recently returned to music, uh, to the music scene with his pop punk band, Girlfriends. Now, this is this is another one, just like Machine Gun Kelly, which we'll get him later. Um, another rapper that has come back, but under a pop punk um, umbrella, you know. And it's it's interesting because I didn't think that pop punk was as popular as it is but i guess it yeah, is because right. you have a lot of mainstream people that acknowledge bands like blink 182 and newfound glory and they want to recreate that sound which i'm 100 percent okay with that oh, i yeah. love it yeah. um and girlfriends is good i, I listened to a little bit of uh, they had a music video that came out it was pretty it was pretty good oh nice okay um, so i guess you could say he's making a comeback yeah, he's making a comeback. Nice. Um, been out of the music scene for a while, and he's and he's back now, um, but not doing. I think, honestly, I'm sure he's probably embarrassed by some of his earlier stuff. So yeah. I can't necessarily especially say that finders keepers because you have that little bar icon yeah. on there. On that, yeah, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna torture myself listening. I I would take your word, good sir. We'll, we'll, we should lock it away. Yeah, uh, in, a, in a vault somewhere. Right. Um. But uh, yeah, so this is what this is what uh, T. Mills had to say about this. So he said, "I just had so much to write about. It came from a genuine place. I'd be stressed out or bawling my eyes out, and the songs would just come very organically. If we ever spent more than an hour trying to figure out a hook or a verse, we scrapped it and just kept moving. This project is different from anything else I've ever done. Um, so now, girlfriends uh, have debuted their catchy new single, California, which is produced by the legendary John Feldman." of Goldfinger. Wow. Okay. Um, John Feldman, dude, if he get, if you could ever get him on board to produce your album, you're set. That man, not only was he a great front man for one of the best ska bands that ever came about, Yeah. but he can produce an album and he has produced so many great classic albums that I love. Like the first three, actually, I think he does. He's done a good majority of the used albums um story of the year uh he were he's produced the most recent um two uh blink on two albums oh, nice. uh, he's just he's an incredible producer so very very happy that this guy's making a comeback he's in good hands oh yeah that's all i got yeah. to say um oh and atreyu speaking of which did you hear that uh we just so we just did a metalcore episode um a few weeks ago and we talked about Atreyu. Did you see that the singer of Atreyu is no longer with them? What? Yeah, he's gone. For what reason? I have no idea. I haven't even looked it up yet. But I wonder if I forgot about that. Well, there there's two reasons. Obviously, right? Uh, he he got fired, which is a main reason why you know they, possibility. Yeah, um, or he's pursuing other other endeavors. Yeah, he might be going to another genre. You know that kind of plays with this. Um, you know, but we don't know yet. So yeah, don't know yet. Yeah, but if you find um, out, please tell me because I'm, I'm, you know. Here's what I'm worried about. The day before I read that in an article, I tweeted something about a Treyu because mm. <laughs> I listened to one of their new songs. Um, it popped up in a customer's car. It was on uh, yeah. Octane, the Sirius station, and um, and I was like. This is a tray you. This is awful. Yeah. And uh, I t- so here is my tweet. A tray you, more like 
atrocious. Oh no! <laughs> and then the next day, Dude, you could be the one the that that messed them up, man. Probably. I, uh, I'm so sorry. Well, uh, I, it happens. I want I guess. to apologize to all of these trade members <laughs> and the fans and, and the fans. And the fans, I know, because we robbed them from you know glorious albums to come. Maybe I don't I know. Yeah. But it happens. It happens. You know. <laughs> uh, so. All right, let's move on to this next one. Now, we're going to talk about Paramore for a second, and I want to stress to everybody listening, <laughs> I loved Paramore wait, more than you can imagine. Wait, you said loved. That means past, past tense. tense. Yeah, okay. 100% past Okay, tense. so there's something that had to be something kind of... Okay, well, let's... Loved. I'll, I'll let you... Okay. Loved Paramore. Did drum covers both Paramore songs. I thought Haley Williams was one of the most talented uh, singers I've ever heard. Um, I think she's got a wonderful voice. The band was incredible. The drummer they had, uh, still have, he's, in, he's incredible. Um, and they did a lot for putting the emo scene kid, um, uh, putting that on the map, no doubt. Misery Business was such a huge success for them. It was on popular radio. It introduced the world to this subculture, you know. Right. So I want to stress that first because I can't really say a lot of positive things about Paramore these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll and we'll get to that. I'll tell you why. Okay. So Paramore comes onto the scene, um, you know, with their uh, their debut album "All We Know Is Falling" in 2005, followed up by "Riot," which is the the album that for sure put them on the map. Oh yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Featured, featured misery business, featured crush, crush, crush. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. You know, all these great staples of the that music scene um, was all released on this one album. Um, Brand new eyes came out in two thousand nine. Another incredible album, so good. Um, hey, for, uh, then, uh, be, uh, before you go on, which, uh, which album was um, um, ain't it fun on? That... that was on this next one. Oh, okay, um, okay. The the self-titled uh, Paramore. Okay. In 2013, that was the one that had Ain't It Fun. Okay. Um, Great song. And Great song. Still Into You. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Ain't It Fun and Still Into You was on this self-titled album in 2013. And I still liked those songs. Um, however, I noticed very quickly things were changing big time with that, uh, with that album. Um, and then once After Laughter came out in 2017, I was done, man. Done with Paramore. Mm. Uh, because it is, it's almost like a slap in the face um, how different they are. Like, and I don't want to knock it too much because I understand. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, and here's why, here's why I'm harder on Paramore than I am anybody else that we're talking about today. Paramore have said we're not playing misery business ever okay. again all right so i was going to ask you about that same thing. okay yeah please yeah. tell us why that that's happening or that happened so i know that they're not I, i'm still not certain as to why they're not playing it anymore but i think that Haley williams has made she's made an acknowledgement to that's not who we are anymore I don't know if it's in reference to the musical style 
I don't know if it's in reference to – here's something else I've noticed with a lot of the bands mm. from that time period. They're starting to change their lyrics around a good bit. Mm. Like things that they wrote about maybe that might have been offensive, they don't do those songs anymore, or they changed the words to songs. Mm. Right. Uh, you know, Census Fail. Are, are you familiar with Census Fail? Uh, sort of, yes, sir. So – you know, there's there's songs that they've said they won't play live anymore, and it's because the subject matter is either very offensive and they, and it's you know putting mm-hmm. it, it's probably it's putting women down or whatever. Right. Uh, but you got to think these guys when they're writing these songs, they're teenagers, right. so they've had their heart broken, and the first thing they want to do is talk major crap about their ex girlfriend because they cheated on them. Yeah. You know, so they'll say all kind of things and they'll write a song about it. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. A, da- a day to remember had some rough lyrics on their first album you know just like it it, you know really really things they could get in huge trouble for if it came out today a perfect uh, you know go ahead a perfect example that i have it would uh is a megadeth um you know like you said uh these bands wrote their songs in teenage years and you know they were angry at the world or something but right. he doesn't sing some, most songs now because they were all to deal with the, the, the devil and he, you know, because he had he he wrote a song one time one year, um, long time ago before he did it. It was called Devil's Island, so I don't think uh-huh. that you know he uh, he's a he's a born again Christian, so he got yeah. rid of most songs that deal you know that deal with hatred and devil and you know and so he's a he's a right. you know yeah so. Yeah. yeah, man, it's 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 interesting, you know. But I, I don't know if it's now. There's a line. There's a line in Misery Business that says, uh, "Once a whore, you're nothing more." Um, oh yeah, and, uh, yeah. But, you know, so I don't know if, <laughs> if it's in regards to that. Right. Like just change, just change the words around. Like yeah. it, it's not that hard. Misery Business put you guys on the map. In, in the on the map in the public's ear. Everybody knows Misery Business. Yeah. And. I think it's I think it's just insulting to say we're never playing that song again. Right. Especially when you say you don't want to play it again because you're tired of it. I think that's a huge slap in the face to your fans because they want to hear it. Yeah. And, I mean I got and, tired of it. And you really, know, it was everywhere and you know, I don't know. And really the fans made them who they are right now because without that song, you right. know, they might have never gone anywhere, you know. So right. without the fans, um artists are like truly nothing, you know, so Right. That's what I think. And you know they they asked they asked Paramore about you know what uh, your musical style why why has it changed so much and their their guitarist Taylor York um, he said it's because the band has gotten to a point um, with their new music that they don't really want to headbang anymore hmm. so you know for a band that thrived on the Warp Tour yeah. and in that whole scene saying you don't want to headbang anymore is kind of disappointing I guess is the big thing. Um, but the 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 new stuff. Are you familiar with anything off that last album they put out? I'm familiar with the with the Paramore album, but not after laughter. No, but not after laughter. No. So it sounds like it's straight from the '80s. And here's the thing: I love '80s music. Oh, man, you but, who, who are you telling? How I love the '80s music. Right. I think '80s is like, has some of the best music ever made. You know. Right. So, yeah. It's just the fact that if you go see Paramore. They're probably not going to play too many things from Riot because they don't want to headbang anymore. 
they're definitely not going to play anything from all I know is falling. I, I know for a fact they don't play anything from that. Like, they're they're not playing pressure, which is the, their first hit they ever had was pressure. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful song. But they're not playing anything like that. They're playing this. And I love it. It's just, I think it's so, just don't call yourself Paramore anymore. Because if I want to go see so, Paramore. So what you're saying is the new music is totally watered down. Yes. Okay. One hundred percent. Just change. Just change the name. Don't call yourself Paramore anymore. There's only three of you now. There's only one other original member that's in the band besides Haley Williams, and it's the drummer. And he had to come back because he left, and then he came back. And actually, Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath mm-hmm. um, played drums. He was their touring drummer for a long time. Oh wow! Okay. Um, Great right. drummer. And that Great was drummer. when they were still putting out. Gra- oh yeah. yeah. And they were putting out great music then. And uh, but it's just. Just don't call yourself Paramore. Just just go. Just make it a solo project. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they should call it the Haley Wheel Wiggle Experiment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something. Like, you know, do what Maroon yeah. Five did. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's funny. But anyway, yeah. um, so um, moving on, um, we talked about this gentleman at the beginning of the show, but I've definitely saved the best of these for the last, and it was the most shocking one just to. When I when I pitched yeah, it to I, you, I have something to say about that beer left one, but uh, go ahead. That'd be one. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. But um, yeah. you know, I, I I will say that of all the people that we're talking about today, this this guy, Machine Gun Kelly, he is one of the ones that I would I would go see him live, and I would be okay with him playing nothing but new stuff, right? But his old stuff is really good too. Um, you know, uh, he, he obviously being known as a hip hop artist, uh, Machine Gun Kelly came out, yeah, uh, around 2012 with uh, Lace Up, which has some good songs on there for sure. Um, General Admission in 2015, Bloom in 2017, um, Hotel Diablo in 2019, and then this year he will release Tickets to My Downfall, which is his uh, pop, pop punk, punk album. Yeah, okay. he's doing. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's definitely made the switch to a totally different genre, completely different from what he did before. Um, and this musical switch up was first hinted at in June of last year, 2019, um, whenever Machine Gun Kelly tweeted, 10 years later, people still don't understand this one simple fact. You can't box me into one genre. So kind of cryptic putting that out, and uh, no one was really sure what was going on, knew something was getting hinted at. Um, but you know, the guy has plenty of rock credentials to back it up. Um, he played Motley Crue drummer, Tommy Lee in the Netflix biopic, the man, dirt, man. Have you seen that movie yet? Not yet. I'm man. so wanting to see that. I still have he one. did a fantastic job of uh, playing Tommy Lee, bro. Yeah. You gotta see it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to have to check it out. I, uh, I really want to watch it. Yeah. It's on Netflix. Um, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to watch that. Um, but then he came out with a song called I'm Not Okay, or excuse me, um, I got my chemical romance on the brain. Um, the song is called I Think I'm Okay that he did with Travis Barker um, of Blink-182 playing drums and Youngblood. Um, I'm not a huge Youngblood fan. There is another Youngblood song that he did with, uh, is it Halsey? Is that how you say your name? Yes, yes. Uh, Halsey. And Travis Barker. Yeah. And it, yeah, Halsey, yep. yeah. And it's called 11 Minutes, and it's really good. Right, uh, but he teamed up with Travis Barker again recently for a live. Uh, you know, e- have you ever heard of the emo night things that they do? 
No. Like DJ DJ sets and stuff. Uh. So a lot of clubs and bars and stuff like that will have emo nights. New Brooklyn does it. Um, and they have DJs come out and they play a lot of, you know, remixes and of like emo songs and stuff from like our, you know, childhood. Very <laughs> and, uh, but they, they had a special emo night event where Machine Gun Kelly, uh, did it with Travis Barker and they played a really good cover of what's my age again. Um, and it was, I, I'm telling you, it was really, really good. He's a really good guitarist. Machine oh, yeah. Gun Kelly yeah. needs to get more credit as a guitarist. He's really good. Yeah. Um, but during this quarantine, I've noticed him teaming up with Travis Barker a whole lot. Right. Um, I was more when uh, I teamed know, up with a, him um, earlier, you know, to play all those them running songs. So yeah, Travis yeah, Barker, absolutely. Man, Travis Barker is the go-to guy, I think, you know. He is the For man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one you want to be with when it comes to anything. Oh, the yeah. guy is a musical genius. Definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, so we, we talked about it earlier with Paramore. They did a cover of Misery Business. So I guess if Paramore's not going to do it, Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Barker are going to do it for sure. Mm, um, right. <laughs> but they, they released a sweet mm. cover of Misery Business by Paramore. And then they also did... Um, a sweet cover of Killing in the Name by Raging Against Oh the my Machine. god, I just heard that song. That yeah. song's great. Yeah, that cover. Isn't it? Yeah. They did an awesome job. Yeah. Um, but you know, Machine Gun Kelly's got this new album, um, Tickets to My Downfall coming out. He's already, you know, stressed that it's it's going to be a pop punk album. Travis Barker's playing drums on all the songs. Mm. He's producing it and it's I, I'm very excited to do it. It's Wait, gonna be awesome, whatever. Travis Barker's producing the album. Yeah. See, that's another guy you can't go wrong. Yeah, that's that's another genius you need on your side, you know. Yeah. And it's and the the song they released uh, recently is called "Concert for Aliens," and it's just it's so good. The video is great. The video is funny too. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's it's, 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 it's it's a hilarious video. But it's just got that classic uh, Blink One Eighty Two sound, and um, it he does a good job, man. He does a really good job. Question for you. Yeah. Do you think that one of the main reasons or the reason why Machine Gun Kelly switched genres is because um, uh, Eminem kind of destroyed him on <laughs> on that? Yes. Okay, so for, for, for anybody who, who doesn't know what we're talking about, on September 14th, 2018, Eminem responded to Rap Devil, which was a track by MGK yeah. on Machine Gun Kelly. Um, uh, this scene, Eminem. And that's one guy you don't want to do that, that, that you don't want to diss, because yeah. Eminem came back with a with a uh, a track called Kill Shot, ended his yeah. rap career totally. So I think, think that that is the main number one, number uno reason. Do you concur? I would. I would definitely. Okay. Good. Because, <laughs> and and it's the funniest thing because. Even if that is the case, right? Then that's that's good. That is because I really like Machine Gun Kelly, and I like the new stuff that he's doing. Um, and I love Eminem. And if you ask me, who's better, Eminem or Machine Gun Kelly? Obviously, Eminem. Eminem. Oh yeah, that was about, yeah, by everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, Eminem is on a. He's not human. No, he really no. is not human. No. Um. So, but you know, if he did scare him out of, <laughs> out of the rap game altogether 
because yeah. I, I'm loving this new. I stuff. think this is for the better with um, machine gun Kelly. For sure. Like you said, man. I mean, um, yes, yeah. If if anything, you know, like the the, the single that just released, um, you know, that album's gonna blow everybody, everyone away. You know. Yeah. No doubt. Well, um, let's see. So, all right. <laughs> this last this last yeah. thing we're talking about. And yeah, we have to talk about this. I'm I'm kind of we sad do. right now. Yeah. Yeah. We have to. We have to. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, uh, um. But. You know, it, it it's good. We can we can reflect on the memories that the yes. fans gave us. Yes. And the first several albums that we can hold on to. Bring me the horizon. This is our final band for the day. Um great band, by the uh, way. Great band. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, wonderful yeah, band. Yeah. Absolutely. Their their early stuff was so good. I was a huge Bring Me the Horizon fan when they first came out. Um I still think Chelsea Smile, um, off the Suicide Season album is mm one of the best metal core songs. Right. Um, and uh, we'll get to that though. Um, I've been, always been a big fan of, um, of the song called happy song by their um, mm. uh, spirit album. Yeah. That, that That's the spirit. So yeah. Yeah. They got some fantastic songs. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. We definitely <laughs> saved the most dramatic change for the last um you know what uh, <laughs> oh man uh, you know we, we talk about this i did i i i can't even speak. I, see, I can't even wrap see this is this, what so, this, this man has done to us y'all this man it's yeah right or form <laughs> sentences together you know <laughs> so which is yeah, always I, been my battle but this yeah so yeah okay so on we did a not religious episode um, probably a year or so ago. Whenever Bring Me the Horizon's newest album dropped, mm-hmm. and you know that the end of our episodes on not religious, we do music picks. Yes, for the week, things we're listening to, whatever. Right. Um, at the time, I chose a Bring Me the Horizon song that I really liked from the Sepulternal album. Okay. And, uh, and but I but before I played it, I. You know, I asked Brian, I was like, you ever heard of these guys? He was like, no. I was like, all right. Of course not. I'm going to play you this song. <laughs> and I played uh, Count Your Blessings um, off the uh, off, off the Count Your Blessings album. And because, you know, they start, Bring Me the Horizon start out as a deathcore band. I mean, like thrashing, screaming, growls, yelling. Like, oh, my God. Heavy, they were a hardcore. Heavy guitars. Yeah. Deathcore band. Yeah. And... Then I played him a sample of one of the songs from Ammo, mm. and I was like, "It's the same band." Everybody was like, "No way!" No, like, no way! <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it's just it's unreal the change that they've made. Right. Um, but yeah, so uh, Bring Me the Horizon came out with Count Your Blessings in 2006. Again, being a huge deathcore band, um, there's some great songs on there if you're into that kind of thing. Um, my, my and like really <laughs> really funny song titles that was also really big at that time uh one, my favorite one being uh for stevie wonder's eyes only <laughs> <laughs> but um so that's oh count your God. blessings that's good right yeah um but uh suicide season came out in 2008 this was the album man you talk about metalcore bands from that time period 
that was the album. Straight banger from the beginning to the very end. You couldn't go anywhere like around a hot topic without seeing people wearing Bring Me the Horizon shirts. They were playing Suicide uh, Season. And then when they did the remix album called uh, Suicide Season Cut Up, it was super awesome. Um, but like I said, had great songs like Chelsea Smile on there. Um, but you you could see a, a change. It wasn't deathcore anymore, you know, but it was still heavy. They were still in a double bass. It was growling. It was bass drops. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it's good. Um, followed that up with the album got a super long title so bear with me there there is a hell believe me i've seen it there is a heaven let's keep it a secret came out in 2010 i couldn't name you a whole lot of songs that i liked from that one in particular right but um you know we we definitely we definitely got some good stuff in there with that um and then Simple turtle came out in 2013 that is a great one um it's got uh, Shadow Moses, which is a wonderful song from them, um, and House of Wolves, and uh, so many good ones. Um, That's the Spirit uh, in 2015, that like you were mentioning, um, with Happy Song on it. Yes, great, great yeah, song. That's a good one. Yeah. And then finally, in 2019, uh, Ammo mm -hmm. was released. Just awful pop album. Mm. It, it, I mean, that's what it, they shifted from a deathcore band to a pop band and it's just the most insulting like what do you do when you go see them live now luckily when i saw them <laughs> it was in i think that's the spirit had just come out oh great. so oh, yeah, they were okay. still playing some stuff you know yeah, they were yeah. still playing shadow moses and they were playing heavy stuff but like what if <clears throat> what if you go to see them because you let's say the only album you're familiar with is, is that's the spirit or suicide season right and, and you, you haven't there. heard the new stuff <laughs> oh my god you know? yeah. Yeah. or mm. let, let's flip it around mm. let's say you're you know you're a kid who who heard ammo and was like oh this is so good mm. wow they've been around for a while i'm gonna go listen to their early stuff and you put on count your blessings you're like, like oh my this gosh. is not who yeah 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 this is one of those situations where break the band up mm. say that that bring me the horizon is no longer around mm. and you start a new band because it's they're not the same the i just you, don't think you should do that the all you know? experiment right <laughs> yeah i mean it's like he's taking complete creative control over everybody in that band mm. and ollie sykes is just like i'm gonna do what i want to do mm. um but yeah so the band's early albums were heavy metal 100%, but throughout the years, their style has changed. This new album and their style um, aren't going over well <laughs> with much of their audience. Shocking. I am shocked to read that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the changes due in part to lead singer Ollie Sykes. Um, he strained his voice after so many years of screaming at live concerts and not taking proper care of his voice. We talked about that with Lauren Babbitt. Right. Um, yes. You know, there's a lot of bands and singers that have to start changing things up because they didn't take care of their voice they screamed which i think this is the main reason why ammo happened yeah i know for sure yeah yeah um but they've you know fans have been annoyed about that about this for years because he started changing up his screaming style and people were like we want the growls we want the high-pitched 
screams. We won't, you know, we don't like your singing, your your style anymore. And I always liked the way he even like sang clean because he still put some strain in there, I guess. Yeah. Right. And uh, I was still into it, you know, up until that's the spirit. You know, that was that was the last one that I really liked. But um, but yeah, so they've complained for years because they said they sounded awful live, which mm. I've watched plenty of live videos. I can confirm that. Oh, They're okay. not a good live band. Okay, because I was asking, is that true? They're not a good live band. No. Um, but then they continue to complain when the band stopped playing some of their older albums at shows because he simply couldn't do it anymore. He just he can't sing like that anymore. Um, their two newer albums uh, at the time that this article was written, you know, was Sympathernal and That's the Spirit. They are much more toned down, but there's still some good songs like thrown off that's the spirit still had it sounded more like something you would hear on octane right but you know it was still good it was still kind of heavy um and a lot of fans hate the even bigger change that ammo brought the comments on the band instagram on the band's instagram um are enough to get a sense of the general opinion about the album this is, one user wrote, yeah. this is funny yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one user wrote damn this is so lazy <laughs> Even by pop, fans. oh my Not god, a blind fan like everyone else. Wow, well, um, at least he knows you know what you know what's up, right? So. Exactly. Other people said things like, you know, this is terrible and bring back the metalcore. So, yeah. what can you do, man? I know, uh, listen, I know <sighs> that here I'll give you some good examples of like bands that I think that change their sound, mm. but like if you go see them live, they're still going to play you the old stuff because they know that is what you want to hear. Rob Zombie is one of those people. He said several times, he's like, why? he doesn't even hardly play any of his new stuff live because he's like, that's not what people know. Right. Yeah. They're not here to hear my new stuff. They want to hear Dracula. They want to hear so-and-so. Right. And they've, they've paid money to come see me. I want to give them a good show. So I'll play I mean, old stuff. He, he does throw in like, like three or four new songs, but the, but, right. but the majority is... You know, after creep songs and right. You know, yeah. Exactly. So. Um, a day to remember is another great example of they don't sound quite the same of as what they did when they first came out, but they found a healthy medium with playing with being a. I, I liked. I would say their their style is hardcore pop punk. Okay. Um, and or happy hardcore, as a lot of people describe it, I guess. Um, but you know, they found a good way to adjust with the times and I love everything that a day to remember has ever done and no, you know, nothing from this new album that's coming out does, it doesn't sound a thing like their first album and their name was treason. It, it doesn't, okay, but yeah, yeah. it's good and they respect the past and they embrace the future. Um, good point. And Lincoln very, Park. Very Lincoln Park was another one. Lincoln Park like made a total change. They started out as a new metal band, and then, you know, but they still they adjusted with time, but they didn't just quit playing stuff from Hybrid Theory, or Meteora. Like they're they're still playing those songs because they knew that is what people wanted to hear. Right. So for Haley Williams to say something like, or their guitarist, but we just don't want to headbang anymore. Well, then all those albums and years that people have grown to love you as a artist are just, they're insulted then. I'm insulted. You know, like, it, it, just break up. 
if you're going to do that, just break up. You're not Paramore right. anymore. Yeah. Why, why are you calling yourself Paramore? Right. Mm. Well, what uh, do I know? Oh, no, no, right. Yeah, what do we know, right? We're just two human beings, right? Spe- yep. Speaking of human beings, who did you say was the alien? I forgot which who who you said was alien. Um, oh, Travis Barker. Yes. Right. Okay. So, I have yeah. confirmation that we are living among aliens. Um, Travis Barker is one of them. But, <laughs> but uh, do you know uh, Sid from Slipknot? Yes. Okay. He is alien, and I have proof right now, and I'm going to play play something for you right now. Okay. This is him. Okay. This is totally him. Okay. I've I, I okay. seen it with my own two eyes, okay? Listen to this. Okay. Did you hear that? What is happening? What is that, right? <laughs> that, that is Sid going on stage and then talking to her like a, like a, uh, like a interviewer. And I don't yeah. know what that is, but if that's the alien, then he's doing, he's doing something good because Slipknot is boom. He's he's a strange bird. So maybe he needs a so maybe he needs to produce the bring me bring me the horizons new next album and just get him back on track. Yeah. You know, because yeah, for him sure. or Travis Barker needs to do something with that band. Yeah, you no know, doubt. So, yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of Slipknot, um, we've got another contest. We do. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, so, have you already announced the the winner of the last? Uh, I have. It's on. Ins- it, yes, sir. It's on Instagram, and everybody can go see who the winner is. Uh, we did a contest for an Injustice for All album code. Um, you can download yeah. it for free. We're giving out at, at, for free. There's you know, no charge. We just want to um, give back to the fans. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we've got another contest going on right now. Um, this is a Twitter only contest now. Twitter only. Yes. Um, so this time you can, we're, we're giving away a download code of Slipknot's newest album, We Are Not Your Kind, which is mm. great. Great. Oh, God, it's awesome. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. Um, all you have to do is really simple. Just go follow us on Twitter. That's it. Um, you don't have to, you know, you can retweet stuff if you want, but we're not requiring anything like that. We're just no, trying to gain, right. you know, we want some followers. We want to get the word out about the podcast. So, right. um, so our Twitter handle is when words fail MS. Um, that's uh, at when words fail MS. Um, and once we hit a hundred followers, we're going to pick a winner. You can download this, uh, album. Amazing. Uh, album. By Slipknot. God, it's just great. Yeah. So please go do that. Right. And we do have a YouTube channel right now. Um, we do not have a URL for it. It has a bunch of letters and numbers, but we want to get rid of that. But the only way to get rid of that is we need a hundred, a hundred subscribers on that channel. So the yes. link will be in the description. All you have to do is just click that link, go to the page, and hit subscribe. That's all you have to do. It's totally free. Super simple. Totally yep. free. Yep. Um, you can find us on, uh, we, you can go to our website, uh, when words fail music um, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash WWFMS podcast, uh, go to Instagram slash, uh, when words fail music speaks pod. And then again, our Twitter is when words fail MS, please go check us out. Follow us on all the things. 
and uh, we got some cool content on there. Now that my projects have slowed down, I'm hoping I can do some uh, reviews or uh, uh, or something I, so I can contribute to maybe, YouTube. Maybe you can do yeah. some dump covers for us. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. Yep, I got to get the shed ready, and then I should, do, I should be able to do that. Is the shade almost done? No. <laughs> okay. Well, you got, a lot, we can, you got a lot to do there. Okay. Well, we'll just settle for album cover, album reviews and um, yeah. and video reviews. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But until that day comes, check us out on anywhere you can get your podcast from: Stitcher, yes. uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Spotify is a big one, and many more. So anywhere you can get us, uh, please tell all your buddies and friends about it. Please do. So thank you all for listening. And until next time, see ya. See ya. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more. And thank you for listening.